Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Tom and Bach. Tom Stevens here. Jake Bachhoven there. We welcome in Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Hey, Mitch, how you doing? I am good, guys. How are you? Good. You survived the wind yesterday. Was it uh, windy in Omaha? Oh, yes. Uh. I survived the wind, made it back. I almost got it twice. Uh, I headed out of Lincoln as press conference proceedings were wrapping up around 3, and, and the wind was bearing down on, on uh, Memorial Stadium, and, and I uh, avoided that, oh. got out in front of it. Out, out, ran it. I don't know if that's advised. Back uh, up the interstate right. and uh, got home in time to see it blow through. That's it was like a, three minutes of really, really, really windy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it home safely. Uh, Mitch Sherman of the Athletic. Of course, the new coaches spoke to the media yesterday. Mark Whipple mm-hmm. was the big one of interest. New Nebraska offensive coordinator. What'd you gather from who he is and what he's going to do? I gathered that he has a lot of has a lot of uh, connections, a lot of experience. <laughs> guy's been around the coaching world a block a few times. Over 40 years of coaching, we knew that. More than two decades as a head coach. Spent six years in the NFL. We heard a lot of names, a lot of the people that Mark Whipple has, has, uh, has worked with or spent time around in his years. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see about uh, what that ex- ex- he has experience. Um, he seems to be ready to collaborate with Scott Frost on making this offense something different, something unique, something that can challenge the top teams in the Big Ten. You know, it was, I thought it was interesting to hear him say off the bat yesterday that you know he's aiming aiming to create an offense that can work against Ohio State and Michigan. You know, we've heard similar, somewhat bold proclamations from coaches and athletic directors on their uh, in their in their introductions to the media in the past at Nebraska that haven't gone especially well as things have played out in the years ahead but you know this this wasn't really a boastful comment from Whipple I think it was more um, you know he, he wants he knows that they've got to got to compete with the best in the Big Ten in order to put a product on the field that's satisfactory um, and he has a history of doing that. He did it at Pitt where they targeted Clemson and they said, if we want to be at the top of the ACC, we need to create a system that can work against Clemson. And his first uh, go around against the Tigers, they lost by five touchdowns and then they, they turned it and won 27-17 and, and route to the ACC championship. It should be noted this year in 2021. So, um, you know, I, I thought he, he had a lot of interesting things to say Um it all remains to be seen. We'll we'll uh, we'll see what kind of offense he puts out on the field in August. 
And, of course, a lot of that depends on the quarterback they get. You're seeing uh, quarterbacks, um, Dylan Gabriel just committed to UCLA. But the bigger one, Miles Brennan, who was kind of linked to Nebraska, deciding to go back to the drawing board to LSU or go back to his former school. So Nebraska's back to the drawing board, I suppose. Um, do you have any idea of kind of the top names they're, they're still after in the transfer portal? Well, I would have put Brennan at the top of the list, and that's the way that Nebraska – and not, not, not to say that Nebraska was a favorite to get him or that the interest was – necessarily mutual, although there certainly were connections with Brennan to a couple of pieces of the Nebraska staff, uh, Mickey Joseph at the top of the list, and then Bill Bush, um, Nebraska analyst, who's, who's been doing a lot of work in recruiting this um, these last few weeks, uh, of course also has the, the ties to, the, to LSU, having coached on that staff um, as recently as just over a year ago. So uh, you know, I think there was reason to believe that that uh, you needed to keep an eye on Brennan. But as you said, Bach, he's going back to LSU. Made that announcement this morning. Uh, beyond that, you know, I think you just you just have to look at the names that uh, are most prominent and figure that yeah, don't overthink this. Nebraska is going to go after the best players. You know, Whipple has been around football enough. You know, he made this clear yesterday that it's not a matter of finding a quarterback to fit his offensive system, he will tailor his even far as to, to say that he will tailor the plays that he calls on offense to the quarterback who's in the game. So if, if the backup goes in uh, because of an injury or whatever situation it might be, he's not going to run the same plays that the starter runs because they're not the same player. So Nebraska is going to go after the best quarterback. And, you know, the guy that it feels from a personality standpoint, um, from a culture standpoint, can, can work in Lincoln in the situation that exists. Nebraska has to win and win now. So that, that uh, needs to be factored. They're not going to go after, uh, you know, likely a, uh, um, a raw quarterback who doesn't have experience. But, um, you know, there are some experienced guys out there. But all of them are going to have flaws. All of them um, have reasons why they're in the portal. Something, one way or another, did not work out at the school that they chose um, originally. So, um, you know, you have to consider those situations. Um, I don't know. I don't know. With Brennan off the board, um, exactly where Nebraska focuses its energy. We've seen that Whipple has a relationship with, with Chubba Purdy, um, the Florida State transfer. Um, we know about him in this part of the country with his brother at Iowa State. But, um, you know, that's just uh, that's a loose, that's loose speculation. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic is our guest, at Mitch Sherman on Twitter. You mentioned culture. <sighs> Is there any way to know how good – because the coaches say it all the time. We don't want to disturb the culture. We need to bring the right guys in for the culture because we've got the culture where we want it. Do you believe that? I think they had it in a place that was closer to wanted it in 2021 than at any point in Scott Frost's four years. Now it didn't show in the in the wins and losses. But, um, and you know, I don't – if you come close – over and over and over, you're not really close. But I do think that in, as far as the leadership in the locker room and the culture that they wanted around the program with the players, um, that they were, they, they've come a long way. They had come a long way. Now, start to look at who's left, at who's, who's, who has departed. And it is all four captains who had remaining eligibility. It is your starting three-year center. Um, it's those six-year seniors like JoJo Doman and Deontay Williams and Markel Desmuke who were huge factors in building that culture to what it was. So I don't know 
still have the head coach and, and uh, the assistant coaches, most, many, not, well, half of, a little more than half of the assistant coaches who helped build it to that point. But, uh, you know, like Scott Frost uh, said when he was asked yesterday about leaders in the program, and, he, you know, he declined to, 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 to list uh, players that he expected to step up as leaders, he said, because he didn't want to leave anybody out. Um, there, is, there is uncertainty about where this culture is at right now and whether Nebraska can pick up in any way where it left off at the end of, uh, from the end of last season with, with that um, because there's been so much change on the coaching staff and uh, on the roster, at the top of the roster in particular. Have you been surprised about some of the decisions made by those players to, to, to go ahead and leave, or do you think there was kind of a band together from a lot of those guys that this is going to be the last run, as opposed to last year where it was kind of like you know a lot of the offensive players went ahead and go to the NFL and then the defensive players stuck around? I don't think it was a. I don't think they they banded together and decided that this was their last go at it. Um, I think these guys have been through a lot in the last couple of years, and um, you know part of the reason that you saw as many guys stick around as they did a year ago is because of that experience that they had in 2020 of playing without fans in the stadium, and it's just a tough way to go out. It's a tough way to play your last year of college football in, in empty stadiums, and certainly there were guys who did it, and you know they'll they'll they'll, they'll recover, they'll be fine. It's not going to. Um, it's not going to damage them long term, but you you know you want to go out with a different kind of memory, and at least they know the guys who are leaving now that they you know they had a college football experience that was something more normal in their final seasons in 2021. But I, I, you know I, no, I don't think it was um, you know it was a uh, um, an, a, a combined effort um, to to leave Nebraska. Um, am I surprised? No, not really. Um, I think if you address them individually, you know we knew that. Uh, Cam Taylor Britt was playing his last year from the time that he announced that, that he was coming for, for 2021. Um, Austin Allen looked like an NFL-ready player as as this season went along. Um, I think you could say the same about Damian Daniels. He spent five years in the program like Allen. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cam Jurgens, a little surprised. Um, I, I wouldn't have said that I thought that was going to happen. Uh, at at the uh, you know at say November first, but um, but it did, and uh, you know I, he's been at Nebraska for four years. He started for three seasons. He's got such a high ceiling, athleticism that I understand what he's doing. And you know if you're going to give yourself a shot at this, he's had injuries in his career. You know you don't want to risk it with, with another year of, of not getting paid. Go ahead, give it a shot. See where this thing goes. I think some team is going to want to take a chance on him because of. Yeah the athlete that he is. And when he goes to workouts, whether it's the combine or, or his, his individual workouts or pro day, uh, he is going to, he is going to stand out because of, uh, of what he can do with that athleticism. Uh, Mitch Sherman is our guest of the athletic. Uh, they hinted at it yesterday. Eric Shenander actually, I think hinted at it. maybe a hybrid, a uh, version of what we saw, uh, some of what we saw from Scott Frost in the spread versus the pro style. We saw from Kenny Pickett and uh, Mark Whipple at Pittsburgh, 
What do you anticipate? And, and maybe you mix a uh, little Mickey Joseph in there and what he learned from Joe Brady. Uh, is it going to be a hybrid in your opinion? Yeah, I, I mean, I think all offenses in some in some way, shape, or form are a hybrid. I mean, maybe not like the pure uh, Mike Leach spread. That's uh, that's that's on one side of the spectrum, or like the Army, uh, you know, Service Academy option. That's that's the other side. And, and but everything else in between, you know, you're, you're you're mixing and matching. And yeah, when you when you bring in an associate head coach who's been at LSU and part of a highly successful offense and has coached the receivers and the quarterbacks that he has, well, he's coached the receivers and been around the quarterbacks and Mickey Joseph. Um, and, and with with the, with all of the experience that Whipple has, and and you know certainly you hired him in part because of of what Pitt did this year and putting up forty three points a game and having uh, a great quarterback in Pickett who who threw to a great receiver in Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff Award winner. Yeah, you, uh, absolutely. They're gonna they're gonna mix and match. They're gonna put things together. I suppose that you can call that a hybrid. Um, it's gonna have elements uh, undoubtedly of of what Scott Frost's offense has evolved into. Over the years, I mean, from the time that Scott Frost took over as the play caller at Oregon until this year, his offense has changed a lot. There are there are a ton of new elements, and there were new elements being added, even or being shown even in these last couple of games against Wisconsin and Iowa. We saw things, um, you know, pre-snap and and with some of the looks that Nebraska showed uh, that were different from what it did the first ten games. He continued to tinker and try things. I think in part. Um, just to see what would work. And then in the finale, of course, you had a new quarterback, so you tailored things a, a little bit to, to Logan Smothers as, as Adrian Martinez sat with the injury. Um, and, yeah, yeah, and Whipple's going to bring ideas and terminology. So they're going to mesh, um, and, and they're going to try to make that all work. They don't have a ton of time. Um, you know, they got 15 practices uh, in what sounds like uh, the end of March. I think he said March 28th, start of spring practice, although it's not been officially announced. Um, so we probably have a spring game around April 30th um, with a week off there in the middle for, for spring break, um, how Nebraska's done it in the past. So that's not a ton of time to, uh, you know, to get this thing installed. And, and, and you go to August and you're playing a week zero game. So it's, uh, it's got to happen fast. You know, I don't think it's going to look like a, like a finely tuned machine when, when they go out on the field in Ireland. But, uh, you know, can it be good enough? Can they put three phases together to make it good enough to get off to a good start against you know, what isn't the strongest schedule in the country um, in those first six games? Then it gets tougher, but uh, obviously you have Oklahoma there. But, uh, you know, there's some time for, for, for this offense, as long as they're not um, beating themselves. There's some time for it to mature into something that can be productive next year. Mitch, I wanted to get to the national story of the day. Of course, college football coaches transitioning the NFL hasn't always gone well. Jimmy Johnson, Bill Walsh were able to do it, but guys like Saban, Spurrier, Chip Kelly, not so much. Urban Meyer maybe set the new record for the worst uh, attempt from mm. college to pros as he got fired from Jacksonville last night. Um, I mean, give us your opinion, sir, about the, the, co- or, or the pro kind of prospects of that, but uh, more as a college football fan, I'm just interested if he'll be back or if his reputation is too much damaged by this that we might not see him in the college coaching ranks again yeah you never say never and there's probably going to be an opening um you know at some point where well there'll definitely be an opening where his name gets thrown around i i I don't see it at this point you know his year with the jags or or partial year played out about as 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 poorly as as could possibly happen i mean there were there were multiple times where it just appeared that he was trying to get fired. 
And I think to to step back, and I don't think he was, but that's that's, that's just how ill-equipped he was um, for that position. Um, I I I don't know that it's right uh, in in his career, and you know all that's all that happened this year. I, you know, I say that, and and again, like it's, his name's going to come up when some big opening. Mm-hmm. Um, happens next year, but I, I don't see it. I think, I think we've seen the last of him on the sideline at all. Uh, you know, he, he, maybe he'll go back into broadcasting. Um, you know, heard that there's the possibility of even doing something um, in the, with, with a sports book. I mean, those are, those are kind of the places yeah. that people are going. Yeah. And with the way that, that gambling has, has spread across the country and being legalized all over the place, um, there are jobs in that industry that I think are going to pull people in from from the media, from the coaching world. Um, maybe we see urban surface there. I just don't really see it uh, as as a coach again because of uh, really how badly all of his or so many of his of his stops have ended. Mitch Sherman of the Athletic covers uh, Nebraska football for the Athletic. He's at. Uh, at Mitch Sherman on Twitter, your overall thoughts. I guess you combine really these days the portal with what happens on signing day, and there are two signing days, but your overall thoughts on Nebraska football recruiting. Well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a standout class. I mean, it's different. You have to judge it differently. Um, you know, you look at Nebraska uh, last 10, according to the composite rankings, yeah. the 24-7 composite rankings, uh, and, and then you, you start to leap through some of the other teams that are down the line and it's like, it's not like Nebraska's alone as far as being a traditional name uh, that's that, that didn't have a, a, a traditionally strong recruiting class. They, they, they probably need to, as, as recruiting has changed so much and the portal has been incorporated, you know, when we're going to judge these classes, they probably have to be judged differently because yeah. sometimes numbers um, are impacted in, 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 Ways that are unconventional, um, especially especially as uh, the pandemic uh, continues to wreak havoc on the game, uh, or, or certainly did last year, um, and and with the with the the portal um, that that changes that changes the formula too. Um, you put those things together, and you say, all right, Nebraska's got four guys committed through the portal. They've answered a huge need in, in getting a couple of specialists. Uh, the 13 who signed yesterday, the possibility of more coming on board in this recruiting class, this, you know, even this week, but, but as they get through the end of the month and, and, and into January and February, they're going to try to add to that. There will be more transfers. It's certainly not as bleak. Um, the, 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 new, uh, the new influx of, of personnel, it's not as bleak as number 14 in the Big Ten would indicate when you look at those rankings. Um, but I don't want to gloss it over either. They 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 didn't do a great job of of collecting talent in this class, and it's nothing against the guys they signed. But you know, it starts at home, and they struggled with in-state prospects this year. And I think it, it kind of went from there. When when you, if you're in Florida or Georgia or Louisiana or California, and you see that Nebraska's struggling to get the best players from Omaha, um, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence from those guys to uh, you know to to want to take that leap. And I think Mickey Joseph said it is as simple as just winning games, right? Is it that mm-hmm. simple, you think? I mean, just win eight games and you'll be back on the radar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it gives you something to sell. Yeah. And it's hard to sell. Uh, it's hard to sell Nebraska football 
uh, in the same way that you, you, you've traditionally been able to sell it as an assistant coach when you've had five consecutive losing seasons. Um, Simple as that. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, thanks for the time, Mitch. We always appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. There you go. Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. Always a great guest. At Mitch Sherman again on Twitter. Read his stuff about Nebraska football. It's always great. Uh, let's get to break. Finish out with pregame with Nick and Rico. Next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.